This is a Rooster Teeth production. In 1942, a lake in the Indian mountains was found to contain the remains of hundreds of people. To make matters more perplexing, the remains found were dated to be centuries apart. Today we look at the morbid discovery of Skeleton Lake. This is Red Web. We are back for another Mystery Monday. I'm Trevor Collins, and with me, as always, coming in blind to react mm-hmm. with the gut instinct mm-hmm. and everything, Alfredo Diaz. I'm just rolling out the yeah. red carpet for yeah. you. Instinct Step all over it. No treasure this week. No treasure this week. <laughs> I know. I know you're still locked into last week. Dude, still looking for keys. I sat down, going, "Man, that was so cool. <laughs> That's still so cool." Uh, this, I mean, as always, I'm intrigued. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. Hook, line, and sinker. Um, right into the lake, too. My my first initial thought right off the bat was there a battle that took place somewhere, and this is where they dump bodies, but mm. then over different centuries. So are there certain chemicals in the water that, right. that I don't know, you know what I mean? Kind like, of where maybe, are all these bodies coming from? Yeah, it's on the mountainside. Is the mountainside, is it like a, an active volcano cliffside Ooh. type thing? You know, boils up at a certain time, possible different moments. A possible I, certain time, it boils up. I don't know, up. man. You know, it's movie? about 5 p.m. What was that? Lake will be a nice rolling boil. There was a uh, no Dante's. We had Dante's Peak, and we also had that. Um, I don't know the one where the volcano was in L.A. Do you remember that one? Oh, are you talking about 2012, yeah. where like no. the world was exploding apart? No, 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 the no. One no. That, the one that came out at the same time as Dante's Peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, God, you making know. me look it up. Yeah, you know, Tommy Lee <laughs> Jones was in it. Men in Black. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> you know what it is. Oh, it's just called Volcano. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I, I guess we I all knew. Like, LA Volcano, <laughs> LA Burning. I don't know. Just Volcano. Ooh, okay. just, just Volcano. volcano. Yeah. 1997. Yeah. Ooh. Dang. That was a, that was good, a good year. movie. That was a good movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I saw, look, I'm going off of my very little knowledge about hot spots but maybe it was some kind of it's some kind of hot spot but um, yeah from the documentary volcano yes. you're bringing in the expertise yes. <laughs> yes the many words of tommy lee um that's just kind of where my mind goes right away it's a little creepy that's like different centuries and whatnot yeah um, maybe some kind of ritual or yeah i, I think know. your 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 gut instinct is is definitely on track with a lot of the theories that Perfect. kind of surround this because otherwise like this is a very remote location uh i'm not even exactly sure how it was discovered i think it maybe was always kind of known about but then uh is there like a trail there was these bodies or something in here. that goes up there or is it just like yeah there just... is a trail it's like I'll, I'll get into the deets but cool. um like how it was found who found it and whatnot but yeah these bodies been kicking it in this lake for quite some time uh, but yeah, let's talk about that lake. Let's talk about the bodies therein uh, and everything we know about it before diving in once again into the testing of the bodies, but then the theories later on. So this is in the world's highest mountain range, the Himalayas, famous for Everest, right? People going up, yeah. some coming down. It's very, it's a dangerous trek. It's dangerous. But like, it isn't just secluded to Everest. This whole mountain range is quite dangerous, very cold, very precarious. Um, But within this mountain range, there exists a small glacial lake, and I'm going to do my best on the pronunciations here. This lake is called Rupkund, and uh, it resides in Uttarakhand, India. Now, this this lake 
is no joke. It's at 16,470 feet in altitude or five kilometers. It's up there. What the hell? What the hell is this like doing up there? I guess it's just like a little melt spot. Some, you know, glacial peed upon. Melt spot. There we go. You know yeah. Saying? Melt spot adjacent to hot spot. <laughs> We're, uh, are you trying to connect it to volcanoes or like what? <laughs> Bring what? it back, baby. Just, he's like hot and cold spot. I've heard of Ooh. hot spots. You know, what's the Wi-Fi password in here? We getting there. <laughs> I'm cracking this case. But it really, I don't even know if it's a lake. I mean, it, technically, it's a, it's a glacial lake. It's where a glacier melted once, and every now and then it thaws out. Because it, it's probably mostly frozen, and it's only 10 feet deep. Oh, so it's cold uh, as hell At the up deepest there. point. Yeah, oh, it's very cold up there. Um, Everest is just, going back to Everest, it's just a scary place. And I get that people want to just, like, push the limits. You had a thousand-yard stare when you said that. You know, like... <laughs> It's like you had flashbacks <laughs> to a previous life where maybe you're, are you green boots? This man was green boots in his previous <laughs> life. Previous life. I, ooh. But just like, I mean, there's, aren't, aren't there just like remains? Yeah. Right? I, 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 just, I just, green boots is one such remains. There's like a small, like little uh, cave tucked yeah. away just off the side of one of the more commonly walked paths on the way up and people yep, know that kind of just it's just a guy kind of they don't know who he is kind of curled up he's got green a, boots on the man is. and crazy. it and it takes more it's more dangerous to bring people down to, to, as a rescue mission than it is to just leave them there and so there are people just insane across the mountain range. it's insane. it's very morbid very yeah. wild but um yeah, but it's do. it's dangerous dude I'm gonna watch Cliffhanger after this. Dang, this yeah. guy looking for all <laughs> sorts of Stallone, right? <laughs> you have such a specific range of movies. You what do you, what do you want from this me? This man's an adrenaline junkie, <laughs> but I, but also a liar because we are watching Bachelor in Paradise after this. We are, and that is a fact. <laughs> that is that is actually a fact. There is no mystery there. <laughs> the mystery is who's not getting a rose tonight. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this lake isn't super big. 10 feet deep at its deepest part, 131 feet across. Um, obviously, it's not perfectly circular. But oh, God, 10 whatever. feet's not deep at all. Like, no, no. We're talking about suburban pools that are like 12 feet deep on on the long end. Maybe. Maybe. It's 12? It's 12 too. 12. They got diving boards where you grew up. Oh, These no. pools are like nah, dive-free zones. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I feel like, I mean, I'm six feet yeah. tall. You are. So like, <laughs> hold on, I'm trying to math this in my head. That's why. How many I'm, Alfredo's tall is that? I mean, I mean, come on. That's not even. If I stood on your shoulders, I would be above water. Yeah. It would look like I was like walking on the ground and you would be struggling. Exactly. Anyway, before I was so very rudely interrupted doing math in my head, <laughs> I could, I could just, I could just dive right in there. I mean, like literally like walk into the water and then just like <laughs> reach down real quick and there'd be skeletons upon skeletons. This is like some blind manner stuff, dude. You're going to dive it's in there and terrifying. knock into a couple of floating bodies. That is terrifying. Yeah, it is. You um, said hundreds? Yeah, hundreds of, of people. How is the been whole entire pond just not like filled? Filled. With, right. But, I mean, Maybe that's I why guess, it's so shallow. I mean, over, you said hundreds of bodies over hundreds. Centuries. centuries probably so, supposedly we'll get into the deets right but gravel the dirt yeah, and, the, and you know your remains kind of grind down to a nice dust eventually it kind of just decompose but but plenty of the remains found yeah plenty of the remains uh, in this lake though are not just bones not just like bone dust but some of these bones have some flesh and hair on them still jesus it's it, it's gross but that's because 
it freezes over most of the time because of the the weather conditions it kind of preserves yeah you'd think that you're just like the woolly mammoths I'm in a mood today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I, wish you, I wish you could hear the look I made. I just went, and we're moving on. That's what that said. <laughs> anyway, uh, this this location, though, is, is very far away from any towns or cities or civilization as we know it. It takes about a five-day trek from any major populated area to get there. But it is also, despite this uh, very remote location, it's still quite popular hiking destination, I guess. How are you getting over there if it takes five days? Take a tent. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring some cliff bars. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think I, it's part of the challenge, right? That's wild. It's very wild. It's very uh, foreign to me. That's yeah. not something I would so do. There's, you can't just take like a vehicle or any type of transportation up there because we're talking about like the nearest like village or town being five, mm -hmm. uh, like a five day walk. I think you said. Like yeah, a five trek. Day trek. Um, I mean, can I take a dirt bike. That I feel like is way more dangerous than just walking. Yeah, it's icy. It's quicker. Like, you get out there faster, but at that point you might as well just like, hey, right. can I get a. I gotta Helicopter. Keep it's all iced up. It's not a volcano. Like, <laughs> He's picturing I'm, LA. I can yeah. Tommy Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tommy the Jones. Guide. Mountain biking up Himalayan <laughs> mountains. Uh, but yeah, so this so this lake exists. Got hundreds of human skeletons in it. Uh, sometimes found floating near the edges of the lake, and this is probably why people have stumbled into it. It's at the base of two peaks, the Trisol Peak and the Nandagunti Peak, uh, for those of you who might know some uh, Indian geography. But you asked earlier, you said like hundreds of people have been kind of estimated to be in this. It's around six to eight hundred people are estimated to what? have been found here. I don't know if they died here or if they made their way here after death, but yeah, we got hundreds, many hundreds. Is in it that all lake. in this small little lake? Yeah, picture a, a very shallow cereal bowl, super wide. And then, like at its depth, it's it's so it's like it's a very shallow bowl, right? Ten feet yeah. deep at the deepest, and 131 feet in diameter. So, like, it, we're not working with a whole lot. It's a lot for a, a like a relatively low volume of yeah. lake. In fact, I think uh, any amount of body is is quite a bit for any yeah. lake. Five day trek out in the middle of nowhere, the Himalayas, high as heck. Got to watch it for the kids listening at home for all these yeah, morbid yeah. mysteries. I appreciate High that. as hell up yeah, in the altitudes. Five days trek away that this body, these bodies have to make it, whether they were living or not alive at the time. And then this, this tiny little lake, which is usually frozen, is filled to the brim like has a become, glass of tea on a hot summer day. Clank it around your cup. Has it become like a place, like a resting place for people where they're just like, this is where I'll... This is how I'll go. So this is where I'll like find peace within myself and You know what? That's possible. We'll put that in the you theories. Know. This this the this mystery is mostly gonna live in the theories because okay. it's pretty straightforward otherwise. But I'm gonna get us back on track. The discovery or supposed rediscovery in nineteen forty two by Nunda Devi National Park Ranger, Hari Kishan Madwa. So I say rediscovered in nineteen forty two because this is a definitive Discovery that was documented, right. reported, everything. However, there may have been early reports of the bones in this lake as early as the ninth century, but this is the first official report that we can find. And so yeah. this is, you know, but I mean, the, the place seems very secluded. 
right? Um, a long distance away from villages or, or towns or whatnot. So I could definitely see people going like, there's there's a weird lake up there. And then just kind of like word of mouth. And it's so far away that people aren't just going to go, oh, I'll spend a Saturday right. to check this out. Like people got stuff to do. Right. So you would immediately think, like you were saying, is there some sort of ritual happening up here? Or is this a meaningful location for any one reason or another? Mm -hmm. Or is this on the way towards something? Now that gut check, as far as uh, a fight, I'm about to talk about, you talked about a fight or like a some sort of battle early yeah. on in the episode, but then also this being on the path to something is another theory we're gonna talk about. But at the time when this was discovered, India was under British rule. And so a lot of people were worried that these were bones from Japanese soldiers as a sign of Japanese invasion of this area. But when they looked closer, the only weaponry that could be found amongst the bodies were iron spearheads. Damn, we're going way back. Very far back. And, and the only other things that they could found were like leather slippers, rings, parasols, things that wouldn't like decay or were preserved. Yeah. Um, so it shows like a wide range of time, not only just like with physical items, but also we'll get into the carbon dating and whatnot. But it's very unlikely that these were soldiers as part of some sort of right. battle in this area. You'd, you'd see all kinds of like, I mean, I'm not hearing about like leather gauntlets or any kind of mm -hmm. like leather chest piece or, or anything like that. No shields or. And, do, and it doesn't that, sound like there's any like stories being told as far as battles in this area to kind of pin this to any sort yeah. of historical event in that way. It's just there's that's so. That's so many bodies, and it's not that big. It's like, what, 30 foot wide by 10 feet deep? Uh, the diameter is uh, 131 131. Yeah. That's not too bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, I know. I mean, granted, it's cold. You're probably not swimming in it, but, I, man, that's not deep at all. Right. And it's crystal clear, so even when it's frozen, typically, I mean, it's much easier to discover these bodies when the lake is thought on a rare occasion but it's like crystal clear great glacial water see down right to the that's bottom that's true yeah it is glacial water i mean think about that mm -hmm. oh but after these bodies were kind of i'll say rediscovered yeah um f just for the sake of not factually knowing um these skeletons were found and the anthropological survey of india conducted studies on the bodies that were found in order to say like all right well can we figure out how they died can we figure out who they were where they came from any sort of evidence that we can find right yeah um a lot of the skulls that they found had fractures particularly at the top of the head what as if they were struck from some sort of blunt force trauma from above yeah. something fell on them they fell down or they fell off the mountain i was thinking like did they all dive off a mountain or did they dive into a shallow lake yeah uh i jest a little bit but like that's where my mind went but it also it's perfectly valid that something could have fallen from above them. So if it was a group of hikers, maybe avalanche, rock slide or something. But there's just still so many people. There's so many people. That's like hundreds of people getting trapped by a random avalanche. Right. And every time like five people come yeah. through, the same thing happens to them. Like, yeah. it's weird. Also, like I thought, um, me on the, in like in the back of my mind, once we're you know, towards the beginning, I was thinking it was like a hundred or a couple hundred. I was like, maybe there's, there's you know, someone. Like a cult. Was, there was a cult or some type of uh, I don't know. Maybe there's like a murderer and it kind of just passed down the line of the, or the Whoa. lineage, and then that's where they dump the bodies because it's so secluded. Generations like, and generations yeah. of murder, and they're like, "That's our berry spot." Yeah, that's no this, one knows. Yep, but oh, six to eight hundred—that's massive. Oh, that's really interesting though, because like, crossed my mind. 
Yeah, and I, here I'll, I'll just go ahead and complicate it further because this the the coming information is what really because because otherwise you're like okay well there's a bunch of bodies found in this and let's figure out the one cause but it's it's, it's almost impossible like, to have a one cause given it's there's no way it's like there's like one cause like, right because like Oxford University radiocarbon dated some of the bodies that they found and they found some of the skeletons to be from around 850 A.D. Or CE, Common Era, if you prefer. That's what I'm going to be saying for the rest of the episode. But so using this carbon dating, all right, it might not be as advanced as it is today, but we can still confidently assume that this is around 850 AD or CE, Common Era. But that kind of throws out the Japanese soldier theory because this would put these bodies much older than any sort of Japanese invasion would have been theorized at the time. So this kind of led some people to think that this group that was carbon dated must have been attacked whether or, or killed by someone or something whether an accident or otherwise because of that blunt force trauma and the dating of the bodies but we'll continue further because this is only one of many tests that were done in 2004 there was another expedition by national geographic that found the skeletons were from a large age range that some sources say included children as well as both male and female individuals so now we're already starting to like we're talking about really old bodies and we're also talking about bodies of all different walks of life uh so and it's only going to continue to unfold from here and make it even more confusing none of this makes sense right there was another study that was done and published more recently in 2019 and it found some very interesting information that again like i said is only leading to more confusion this was nature communications which was co-authored by 28 different researchers so there are a lot of people working on this paper they studied 38 different skeletons from this area uh from the lake and through genetic testing of the bone powder that they were able to procure, they found three distinct genetic groups. So not only are they from different walks of life age-wise, we have a range of, you know, we have men and women, and now we have three different genetic backgrounds. And it's going to get even more interesting still uh, as they continue to study these bodies found in the lake. So they went back with more carbon dating, but also nitrogen isotope analysis. And this showed that there were different diets associated from different regions of the world found in these bodies. Basically, like, if I grew up in the Mediterranean, I'm going to have a yeah. different diet, and yeah. it will show up in my bones, basically, because you, you yeah. are what you eat. And they were, they were able to find three distinct destinations, locations, whatever, in these tests. The oldest bones they had tested, and also, like, a range of time. So they, they had old bones as far back as the 7th to 10th century, more or less, but there were apparently 23 individuals that passed away and were found in this lake to have been only around 300 years ago, if that makes sense, if, you, if that tracks. It's like not so far back where I don't think it's like a typography thing, right? Or like the... the the former landscape or anything like that. It's just, why? I mean, I get that's why we do this whole show. But, like, the range of everything is insane. Mm-hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate. The oldest bones found at this lake were associated with South Asia. So that's one location that we've got. And that's, I mean, it makes sense. And it's from the range of the 7th to 10th century. And to complicate that further, I thought that that was just a group from somewhere in that time period. Yeah. 23 individuals were found to have passed away over the course of that 300-year period, meaning, no, these 23 individuals all come from the 7th to 10th century, but like each of them, different somebody could have passed away in 750, and somebody could have passed away in 920, right? 
but they're all found here. So there's a collection from what? these 300 years found here. And on top of that, there was a group of 14 individuals that was dated to around 1,000 years after that, putting it about 1800 CE. That was found in this. So, so you weren't, you it's weren't very confusing. When, yeah, this and I'm trying to make sure it's very clear. No, no, it's very clear. There's, it's there's, just so there's bodies from all over the world, so all over time, in terms of and all over the biological yeah. like every single range that you can think of. Not yeah. only in terms of like age, but like time frame is like represented here. Mm-hmm. That like sci-fi nut in me is just like there's this. There's some kind of portal underneath that like <laughs> that lake that uh, that these bodies are teleporting <gasps> to. The Yeti. The Yeti. He's been eating. How's he gonna get into all these people, though? Listen, I'm putting my notes down. In different regions. We're all talking about Bigfoot, and we're mm. saying, where's his nest? Where's the evidence? It's true. Yeti, we might have found his nest. This might be his stronghold. And this is generations of bone munching. Okay? We're I seeing. Mean, it's not the craziest idea. We're There's thinking like really, there. It really is not the craziest huh? idea. Huh? Something there. We found it. We it found really is it. The Yetis, and the, unless the just Yetis immortal, there's over. a family around there. Yeah. So like, just start squatting. Just start squatting there. You got squatters' rights. You peep out for the Yeti family, and when you see them, yeah, say something. I mean, I wouldn't invest in it at all. But I mean, it's not. But you cr- would. It's though, not. Yeah. And you did. absolutely insane. You know what I mean? That's if investing. Like, if I, no, 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 that's you're, you're, that's you're entertaining. That's your foot's in the door. The idea, <laughs> but like, if the news popped up on my TV tomorrow and Yeti was discovered, I'd be like, I know exactly where they live. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly yeah. where they live. But uh, I mean, need, to, need you to tell me. I'm still, I'm still like. My brain's all over the place, just trying to like delineate. I, I'm building a Venn diagram in my head of the demographics we're finding at this this lake. So we have just for clarity, all right. We have seventh to tenth century people found f- having passed away from any time over the course of that 300 years, mostly stemming from South Asia. Then we have another group of 14 individuals stemming from around 1800 CE, and those folks are mostly associated ancestry-wise with the Mediterranean, particularly Crete, one of the islands of Greece. There was also another person found, carbon dated to 1800 CE, that had Southeast Asian ancestry. And so we are getting quite the spread. And so it makes me wonder, what kicked off in Crete to make 14 people go from Crete to this lake in that time period? Especially when there is a a thousand-year-old history by that point in time of countless others from South Asia that all wind up in this lake. What kicked off anybody? This place is true. easy to get to. That's very true. I feel like this is the plot of some type of, like, I don't know, thriller where Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of rich families all over the world and this is the sacrifices that they need to make in order to keep their wealth is is sacrificing right you get to have your wealth at this mm. pond because it's just so random dude. it's so random it feels it's very much like so one of those random those gotcha horror movies I'm, right exactly like the button yeah. or whatever oh yeah like the button yeah yeah push this button get a million dollars and that's a and that's someone, a pool full of button pushers is what that is exactly and someone dies um i dude i have no i have no idea I'm completely like stumped on this. I point. had I've seen the notes, so I yeah. spoilers. But at this point in the research, I was like, I was still grasping onto one thread. I was like, maybe this is a familial thing, you know, 14 people from Crete 
and they're all family, maybe South Asia, they're all family. Like maybe there's some sort of thing, right? And and but that's the like I was just trying to grasp onto any relationship between these these bodies to yeah. try to to try to come to some conclusion that all, could lead to a theory. If it all came from one area, maybe it was a cult or maybe some kind of um you know, religious grounds or something like that. Mm -hmm. But sure. The, the fact that it's spanning from so many different places, different cultures, different. I just don't know how you would connect all that. Like, right. Like there's the thread just gets lost between them. Well, the last almost thread, instantly. the last thread gets cut because from all this testing, they did not find any, any possible relatives between these two groups that they had studied. So, that's the last possible way yeah. to try yeah. to attach these all to a common ground. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's wild. And obviously like we have tourists and hikers, uh, mountain goers, whatever, up in this area periodically. And apparently, I don't know why they're poking around these bodies for whatever reason, but researchers were saying it was, it was compounding the fact that it was already difficult enough to figure out what happened at this lake. But the fact that tourists are coming through, moving Stepping bodies, on touching on them, like, them I don't know, taking selfies with them. I, I don't know what they're doing with them, but apparently they're disturbing the peace, kicking yeah. around these poor unfortunate souls. Um, that that only made it more difficult. So this is a, this is a relatively shorter theory. Like I said, it's going to mostly live in the theories, but um, up until this point, I'm just like, dude, I got this nothing. This is so weird. I got nothing. Yeah. I just don't know. That's absolutely insane. It's yeah. wild that a place like that exists. Mm hmm. And I just like, I, I just want to pause and reflect because my brain, it, I, I have to go, okay, centuries apart, all over the, the uh, people passing away over the course of that time, no relation from all these different walks of life and diets and, and places on this planet. Yep. And this is also, again, a very remote location in a very deliberate spot. Super remote. Very difficult to get to. It's not like the Grand Canyon. So it's like, oh, I guess just you know, hundreds of tourists are there. Um, the thing that I always love to see, we'll always love to see, is that there were a ton of professionals that got their hands on all of this evidence mm -hmm. and were able to sample it and um, you know give us back some very reasonable facts scientific evidence i got nothing man right i can't think of a single theory that makes that, that would like really even somewhat make sense to me yeah the only thing that the, the i can claw at is like okay there's no relation they're from all walks of life they're they're the researchers are already talking about tourists in the area so let's go ahead and just okay assume common tourism spot did a group of 14 folks with no ledger and no family amongst all of them who knew they went here, did those 14 people come here for some sort of expedition and then all slip on the same spot or an avalanche take them down? Because if this is a, a glacier lake, then it means that whatever melts around here ends up down in this valley, yeah. which means all these slopes are coming down to this point, more or less. And so if all these people were to is fall like off a, a mountain, where would they end up, right? Is it a popular hiking spot? I mean, I feel like we'd know that. I guess in a way it is, and we can talk about that in, we talk about that in one of these theories for sure. Oh, hi there. 
Trevor here. Once again, the break in between the mystery where I get to tell you about all the things going on behind the scenes of Red Web, you know, the merch, the YouTube channel, the what have yous. But today it's a little bit different. So don't skip. Just wait. Hold on. I know you are hovering over that fast forward button, but I want to talk to you about something special because this isn't an ad. This is a little handshake we're doing with uh, some friends of ours. We have uh, in our podcast network called The Roost, a bunch of fantastic podcasts. And there's another one out there that I think you guys should hear about because if you're a fan of Red Web, then this one should be right up your alley. And I'm actually a fan of these guys as well. And it's why I'm really excited to talk about it. It's the Casual Criminalist Podcast. They also have their own YouTube video version of it if you prefer. But uh, they're wherever you listen to podcasts. They're essentially an unsolved mystery show just like ours. They have a lot of laughs along the way. An episode, for example, that I think you should listen to is The Jennings Eight. I think it's a fantastic, very intriguing episode. But uh, very briefly, The Casual Criminalist is a true crime podcast with a lighter casual touch, bringing you a bit of a laugh along the way with stories of serial killer children, murderous British doctors, and killers who think they are way smarter than they actually are. So you can see it is very much up your alley if you're listening to Red Web. New episodes actually come out twice per week, and you can get them wherever you get podcasts. So if you're listening to this now, here, wherever you are downloading this podcast, guess what? Casual Criminalist right next door. Go check them out. Let them know we sent you. They are uh, awesome folks over there. And, uh, and I would love for you to say hi. But with that said, we do actually have some advertisements that I want to talk to you about. So let's dive into them. This episode of Red Web is brought to you by Raycon Wireless Earbuds. Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way to listen to the content that helps you. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort, and they don't stick out of your ears. There's even an awareness mode for when you need to be able to listen to your surroundings. Thankfully, Raycon sent me a pair of nice blue headphones that stay snug in my fat old ears, so I use the, the customized gel tips that they have in various sizes, sneak them in there, so when I'm on a run or a bike ride or what have you, they don't fall out, and what I like the most about them, honestly, they sound awesome, and they don't look goofy, they don't like they say, they don't stick out, which I actually kind of like. They're nice, nice and sleek, futuristic looking. Uh, but Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen for a really long time. Maybe someday we'll do a 32-hour long episode of Red Web. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that would entail, but it would be a good time. Uh, but these earbuds, they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. Right now, the task force, that's you all. You can get 15% off your Raycon order now at buyraycon.com slash redweb. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash redweb to save 15% off Raycons. Buyraycon, that's B-U-Y, by the way, dot uh, com slash redweb. Let them know we sent you and get some high quality audio in your life. Maybe you're listening to redweb with these things. I don't know. Let us know. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. You, my fantastic friend, are clearly a fan of high-quality, fascinating podcasts hosted by, wink wink, interesting people. Introducing The Jordan Harbinger Show, a show that you should really check out. The Jordan Harbinger Show is a podcast that covers a wide range of fascinating topics through weekly interviews with heavy-hitting guests that reveal the workings behind so much in our world. Jordan recently interviewed a YouTuber who exposes guru scammers and a researcher who studies what turns ordinary people into conspiracy theorists. If you've ever heard of CoffeeZilla, I watched some of his videos. That's who I'm talking about with that YouTuber. 
There's an episode for everyone, so no matter what you're into, Jordan has a topic for it. Jordan is also fantastic at interviewing. He has a very good skill at pulling that interesting, practical stuff out of his uh, out of his guests. All that wisdom, all that good juice, he's able to get it out of there. We really enjoy this show, and we think you will as well. There's just so much here to consume. So check out jordanharbinger.com slash start for some episode recommendations or search The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And with that said, let's dive right back into Skeleton Lake. I'm actually going to jump right to that one because I think it's interesting and it's something to think about and add this lens to the other theories as well. Um, but I think one of the most obvious answers that kind of goes hand in hand with what I was thinking is, is exposure. That these people passed away due to exposure and being in the area for whatever reason. We don't know that reason and we can try to theorize, but this theory kind of uh, addresses the, the idea of area. exposure. Yeah. They want, I mean, this is like... Just imagine, maybe it's like a more difficult... To- piece of terrain i mean not to make too much fun of it but like i don't know like oh no exposure and then stumbled their way and make sure that they stumbled into this lake like yeah if a lot of people that if almost if a majority of people that went into that cave over there yeah ended up not coming out i don't know if i'd go in that cave so if there's a spot in the mountains where a lot of people wind up dead feel like a lot of people would just stop going there so that way it doesn't continue to compound like this well, even if it was like a popular tourist spot, right? We're talking about Everest. It's like you have established trails, right? Do mm-hmm. you, there, there are, I mean, granted, this is like the modern day. So you have all this information and data about like um, this trail existing and stuff like that. But I mean, is it not, it's not written anywhere or anything like that. Not known about by the local people or anything that this was like a known trail that people would like walk on. Also... Even with Everest, it's just like people aren't all grouped in one area. There might be grouped in, a, I mean, at least grouped in a handful of areas, right? Like even then, it's on like a cliffside, right? Like how did everyone end up? Right. Like, like that's our biggest. So clue. every everyone just decided in their final moments that hiked up this trail, like ah, eh, it'll my final moment will be in this lake. Right? Yeah. Like not on a cliffside, not next to a tree. Like right. All in there. Right. Or is there someone just... Because <laughs> like on Everest, it's not like all the bodies slip off and go down to the bottom or some common yeah. location. I it's, mean, there's a lot of spots. Stuck. Yeah. Um, I think you, you kind of reminded me though, like with some hot spots like Crete or Southeast Asia or whatever, it does seem like that is our biggest clue. Like we don't know why they're in the area. I mean, again, I keep burying the lead. We can talk about, we can theorize as to why they're in the area, but how they end up in this lake or why they end up dead is, I mean, that's, I guess, the main crux of the issue, but... I mean, for me, the terrain is probably why they ended up dead. It's it's, it's definitely difficult terrain, for sure. Um, So that makes sense to me why they're in the area. I mean, they could be explorers, thrill seekers, but the fact that they're all in the... If they're all in a cave, if they're all on a cliffside... They're all in a lake. Like, why Why are they there? Like, If it was so- one group, like the Dyatlov Pass, ending yeah. up in that lake, you'd be like, that's a mystery. I guess something really unfortunate, like a, exactly. some sort of like an avalanche or something happened. But it's like the hundreds, spread. It's the spread and, and the enormous and spread. And the hundreds of folks. Um, all in the lake. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, exposure makes sense. Like, we've got the difficult terrain, far away from help, it's cold as heck, uh, all these different things that go to make a not very wonderful time if you're not prepared. And so if may maybe these people were going through this area, they weren't prepared, so came to the, the conditions, somehow end up in the lake. Maybe they camp by the lake because that's a nice camp spot. Maybe the lake puts out some sort of natural gas, kind of like carbon monoxide that just floats uh, uh, only, you know, so high off the ground and then they all somehow, without taking their tents down, died, ended up in the lake and the tents are gone. I don't know. Similar to the volcano theory. Oh, right, right, right. Very close. Yeah. But, uh, and I apologize for bearing this lead, it's it's just within this theory I wanted to talk about it. Um, but one of the possible reasons, not only just for being a mountaineer or just general tourism, but one of the possible reasons we're talking about why people might be out there was for Nunda Devi Rajat, which is a three week long festival and pilgrimage local to Uttarakhand that occurs every 12 years. It celebrates the journey of Nunda Devi and from her childhood home to her husband. The pilgrimage can be very difficult and passes through this area, right? Passes near this lake. And a local story describes King Raja Jazdaval, who brought along dancers to the pilgrimage through Rupkund, uh, and that heavy snow trapped them and turned the dancers into skeletons. That's how the story goes, but if you want to take some of the kind of the lore out of it, if you want to take some of the uh, fantasy out of it, this could be based on a true story, that there was a pilgrimage going through this area, dancers or not, that the people uh, succumbed to the conditions on this pilgrimage due to this festival that was happening. And maybe this is why, over the many years, many people have gone through this area, just not being prepared and ended up succumbing to the conditions. I mean, I feel like it's not the, just the conditions, it's the lake. <laughs> right. That's what I'm still that's like, the, not sure. Like, how did you end up? Part. It's like literally everyone decided like this was where, like the lake is where. And did they know they were going to die or did they or... get killed? Remember the fractures in the top yeah. of the head? They're all ending up in it. I mean, the fact mm. that like if you're just like, okay, in this area bodies hundreds then i'm like okay all right the pilgrimage part kind of adds up but even then i mean like so i guess every time someone would pass away or um be close to passing away they're like all right into the lake you go like, right is there is there someone weird. nearby that goes every now and then i like to check the lake out check out the mountainside make sure it's pristine throw any of the bodies in the lake yeah like, right oh here's what it is zombies Stay with me. There is a theory Lost me already. that there are zombies in the Himalayas. Of course there is. Maybe this is where they sleep for the long slumber. When they thaw out, they crawl out from the lake. I feel like the scientists would have been eaten. I liked the Yeti theory more. Yeah, no, I did yeah, too. Yeah, the was good. Uh, was but good. It's, I, I'm not lying, though. There are people have told stories about zombies being up on Everest and whatnot, but... Uh, but yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to get to a convincing theory as to why this no, not at all. is filled with bodies, but we're going to go through them. Oh no, we we're should, go we definitely them. should. I but just, dang, I'm, I almost feel like, like we need a moment of silence just so I could like think. Because <laughs> this one's just like, you know what I mean? It's just so wild. This is one of those wild ones because it feels so simple, but it definitely it, it, isn't. There's literally like the one thing for me is the fact that every single body winds up in the lake. Mm -hmm. Not next, not a tree next to it, not a close side next to it. It's always in the lake. It feels like a like ceremonial in a yeah. way, like laying somebody to rest, mm -hmm. or we go here to do a thing, a ritual, yeah. whether it's sacrifice or self maiming or what have you. Yeah. I don't know, but because see, even if the pilgrimage was happening, 
you know, every 12 years. Okay, so that puts, right. that puts some time on that spread. Um, even then, though, like, you'd have to convince hundreds of people over a handful of generations that if they weren't going to make it on this journey, that the lake is where they go. I don't know. Like it starts, it starts to just get so far. It's too for consistent me. over too long a time. Yep. With no, no outside of the pilgrimage I, piece, which is a factual piece. There's no like through the grapevine story of oh, legend tells of a uh, this was a a religious thing that people would yeah. go here and that's where they would lay themselves to rest or lay their families to rest. Like I mean, there's none then, of that floating the, about the, the pilgrimage, right? Like you'd have some type of someone uh, would talk some story or right. some something written down in a journal or a document or i don't know like stories passed down from generation nothing yeah. at all right like about my, my best friend yeah my best friend he joined the wet bones he joined the, the wet we- he joined the wet bone cult and i never saw him again you know like you feel like if something like that happened that a, a, a story cult. would make it through yeah. Some, some, like, are these all people that had it would be no ties? It would be attached to the pilgrimage in some way. Yeah. I just don't see it not being, because then it had to be a big part, or like a big enough part where it would be written somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because it's it kind of, it was a part of the pilgrimage, then to me it's almost like a rule. Because mm-hmm. it's so precise. Right, because you're following the path that was yep. established in this in this festival right by the background of this festival that, that you're going from point a to point b due to the you know the story they're in well let's keep racking our brains on it we'll, we'll keep that i wanted to jump to that exposure theory because i think that piece is really interesting the festival is a key piece of information that could also apply to some of these other theories okay. um but one of the earliest theories presented by the researchers were that the people found at rupkund died due to some sort of epidemic Whichever epidemic it might be, I'm not sure. And that makes sense because when you think about uh, the Black Plague, for example, there were mass graves so as to get the bodies away from society and so the, the pathogens didn't continue to spread or what have you as they didn't really fully understand it. But in 2019, there was a study that found no evidence of bacterial or pathogen infection among these bodies. And it would also not explain why it would be so remote, right? To take these, like, okay... A disease took over, like an epidemic took out this portion of our uh, town or what have you. You're going to lug them all up five it days away. excessive for it to be five days away. Right. And on top of that, you bring science and professionals into play. There'd be traces of it. They found no traces of, right. of, of things like that. But ah, it is man. worth it is no, worth mentioning, though. Definitely worth mentioning. No, it's I mean. something that, that crosses the mind. But I feel like we have certain things that kind of. Yeah. But it is worth mentioning, though, Throw that theory aside, that like pathogen DNA could be too small to be detected. So it uh, does leave a little, little wiggle room in there for the sake of like uh, a virus or something. Another one is that, and then we kind of talked to, like in circles around this one. But one other popular theory is that this was some event of mass suicide, and that this was the chosen burial site. Why it? spreads the the centuries that's, so see, so far i don't know but christian let me ask this i mean we have of the bodies that were studied we have a hot spot back in the 7th to 10th century range all from kind of south asia but then it, it it's not until 1800 that we have another hot spot from the research 
but those all stem from Crete. So my mind wants to say, did these Cretans or like these these folks from Crete, did they know something or did they know about this location and want to, did, were they just like maybe a red herring as far as what really went down and did the several hundred other bodies actually all stem from the seventh to 10th century or has it just been a slow trickle? From what we, from my understanding and what we were reading, there was, yeah, the initial 7th to 10th century, just over the course of those 300 years, all these bodies were found. And that was the initial uh, grouping of all the different bodies. And then in the 1800s is when the, the Mediterranean bodies were discovered. So mm, outliers, if, if I'm understanding correctly, yeah, there was essentially a thousand year gap in between okay. these bodies being discovered. That might be. So that is changing my brains a little bit. Now, okay. now we could have generational uh, yeah. ritual happening. Because I was thinking more of like a slow drip situation. Mm -hmm. But if we have a hot spot, a uh, 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 hot spot, I mean, it's 300 years spread, but from right. 7th to 10th century, that's enough for a religious movement, a cult, generational rituals, whatever those might be, yeah. to take, you know, perhaps you take your grandparents and respectfully lay them to rest in this lake. For whatever reason, and maybe this religion or its or its uh, scriptures are gone. Maybe we there are no more people that have those stories to tell. And then the folks from Crete, for whatever reason, are just kind of misdirects. Maybe they knew about this and they wanted to explore it themselves, and then an unfortunate accident happened. I'm not sure. But then the the accident happened again. It happened in the lake, like nowhere around it. Right. How'd they get in? Right. I mean, it's something for sure. If I was to say that I had to choose one, mm -hmm. I would think some type of religious attachment to this lake. Mm -hmm. For sure. Especially now that we're getting into like, okay, there was clusters of situations here. It wasn't like a an even spread. I suppose it is worth saying that for the, the Cretan bodies, it's, it's not explicitly stated that the bodies came from from Crete mm -hmm. to the lake, but just that they had Cretan heritage. Right. So yeah, there is the chance that the bodies were in the area. Maybe mm -hmm. the they lived in the area and then they wound up there. Hmm. I mean, how many bodies are we talking about again? Six to 800 total. How many? But from Crete, the, it was like 14. Crete, like 14. It's not, oh God, of course. It's like that middle ground, right? We're just like, ah, uh, you know, it's like family side. That's a big family for- But not related. Yeah, that's true. Not related. Ah, oh, I'm trying what? to make sense of like anything, dude. <laughs> my brain like... keeps trying to pull some weird, twisty Shyamalan stories out of my head, but like, well, like we have that classic image of like a cork board and all the you know red string, <laughs> right. and none of the strings are long enough to connect to each other. <laughs> right. We just have one string going to that, and another one string yep. going to okay. It's <laughs> all scattered. A lot of question marks written oh. on post-its. There were 14 individuals who were discovered to be the Cretan in 1800. And then there was one person from 1800 with Southeast Asian ancestry. So we we don't know if it, there's more than those 14. Those are just among the 14 tested. Mm -hmm. So, That's I mean, it could get too, wilder. If, it, could if, be, it could even be higher than Right. That. They could start testing others and find more areas. Or they could have tested, like, the only... 14 that happened to be from Crete or from uh, that background and everyone else could be South Asian. I dude, with, you know, I don't, uh, I can't, I can't place a single theory on this one. I really can't. 
Here's the thing that, that makes me think that this is some sort of, I mean, it's not in our theories as one of the popular theories, like mass suicide makes a whole lot of sense. Another one is like highway robbery. I'm kind of breezing through some of these because they are relatively brief. Um, that yeah, like, like there was kind of like a choke point. That there's a choke point here, uh, taking advantage of tourists or people on this pilgrimage. They got robbed. They got injured because of skull fractures, and then chucked in and the lake to hide them. Pass that on for hundreds of years. Like, right. That's that see, could answer uh, the 1800s one perhaps, but it can't answer the 300 years of this happening consistently. Yeah. But 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 it also maybe but could. It, uh, maybe this pilgrimage was so important to the people at that time that it was worth the danger because maybe thousands of people took this trek and only a couple hundred people disappeared. Maybe they all thought because. Well, they couldn't cut it because it's a uh, harsh conditions. I, I don't know. Or don't yeah, know. maybe it's just a place that's seen so many different things, right? Yeah. Just over years and centuries. It's just so remote. Or it's all everything, right? The the fallen from the pilgrimage, or you know, bandits and raiders. But mm -hmm. oh, it's just so difficult though because right. it's, I can't imagine anyone that's trying to like rob people along the pass prioritizing like okay we got to dump them in the lake like why why do you care to do that right you have complete disrespect for like human lives to the point we're going to kill them why have the respect to put them all in the organ like you know what i mean in the lake and just organize it that way i i don't know i'm i'm torn yeah and and i guess one thing that makes me kind of feel a lot more confident on this being and i'm focusing on the the 7th to 10th century here and i'm pulling a lot out of my out of my ass but based on the the limited kind of facts i know i think it's the ganges river in india but there is a long-standing tradition in india of taking family members to the holy river to bury them when to lay them to rest and it has since i think expanded to many other riverbeds this is something i think you can search and it's become kind of a problem it's not allowed anymore so some people sneak it along and some people go to different rivers but uh i'm gonna pause and let you kind of research it uh, trying to, to succinctly summarize this, mm -hmm. yeah. Those who die in this area, they are cremated on the banks of the Ganges and are therefore, according to the, the their religion, are granted instant salvation. If the death has occurred elsewhere, salvation can be occurred by immersing the ashes in the Ganges. If they've been in another body of water, then you can journey to the Ganges with the ashes and perform the ritual there. Gotcha. So... I'm pulling on very loose threads from my very, very long and flimsy, long ago and flimsy education, right? Like eighth grade, modern civ or whatever. And from that, like, I know that there is religious rituals of that nature in India. And so from that, I'm kind of extrapolating. It wouldn't be out of the ordinary for families in the 7th to 10th century to once, but they're, they're not related though. Is the, nope. Oh, man. Nope. Every every single path that I try but, to go down, but they okay, but they only tested. Reminded of some. They only uh, tested a couple dozen, though, right? Yeah, I mean, and so there's room for them to have not tested relatives. I don't know, man. I'm trying to pull this all together. But even then, I mean, if there's 14, right? Like that's a ton of different families, people. Like it's such a yeah. Oh man, it's such a high number to like learn that's. To lend itself to that theory, I ah, man. Every time I start going down a path, I'm reminded of like, no, 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 this though. And so I have to go another way. There's too many boundaries on this one. Yeah. That like make all these theories very difficult to right. entertain. But coming back to the mass suicide theory, um, 
I mean, that makes sense. It could answer as to how the bodies got in there because people go out into the water and then what have you. But um, from what we can see, or I should say researchers can see from the remains, there doesn't seem to be any self-harm happening. Uh, no indications as to that, but I don't know if they would be able to pick up poisons or anything of that nature, especially flesh wounds if you're only finding bone remains. I mean, obviously yeah. some of these bodies have some flesh remaining and, and, and hair and whatnot due to the, the frigid nature, but... I don't know, because then... Well, see, here's the thing about that. Because if it was a ritual and say they did use weapons, this is like kind of honing it in on that specifically. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't there be some like we'd see weapons somewhere, right? Like just in terms those of, like, iron spearheads. I mean, like, I don't think they're taking iron spearheads and that's how they're, you know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe little knives or daggers or whatnot just around the area or mm -hmm. in the li like that's nowhere. You got to think if it is like a. You know, like a suicide thing, that it have to be, I don't know, something like an herb or, or anything like that. Like, it wouldn't be but forced trauma. Then, although there were the, the, oh, God. Yep. Oh. Every, every, like, Fredo and I are just sitting here. <laughs> sitting here looking at each other. Racking our brains. Like, like, we have these theories that try to structure it all up. I think all these theories kind of, like fold over top of each other like there none of these theories are necessarily distinct unlike normal episodes um because they they all share so much of the same information or the lack thereof and everything we're like thinking of there's uh there's some wrinkle in it but the last theory i do want to talk about that was like officially discussed and considered by research teams and this kind of came around 1950s or so was that the skeletons belonged to people that passed away due to a hailstorm and that, to me, again, feels, I don't know, feels maybe like a bit of a stretch because I think it's mostly focusing on trying to address the physical trauma to the top of the domes. Right. I feel like it's just too simple of a theory for, for how complex a situation is. Right. And again, it comes back to, okay, people could be on this pilgrimage. They could be out there for various reasons. Hail strikes. Let's just say they go down. Okay, they're dead now. How again do they end up in the lake? Yeah. And and again, it could be during the season where the melt happens. Is this is is the hillside steep enough that any given body would just kind of make their way down? I mean, the even then, it, it, that could account for what? It's 50 people. And that's even then, that sounds like a centuries stretch. of hailstorms. Centuries of hailstorms of people sitting in the same mm -hmm. area, having sliding into the same lake. Like I'm just it, so many different theories that only oh, that are very be. just like and you got oh kids this in there, situation and like, happened during this time. I don't think any of them you can use as a blanket statement. You can't, not at all. And I think no. that's what I think that's what this is because I was even going to say, okay, maybe this is like you know coming back to the Ganges River idea and and re, like I said, stretching that super thin to then say maybe this is where a nearby town yeah. laid to rest their their grandparents or something as they passed of age. But again, we got kids in here. Yep. We got everybody from all walks of life coming around, tip tap toeing all over this lake. And I, I think you're right. I think it's an amalgamation of, and I don't know how to address the idea that there's hundreds, hundreds of bodies, but like it seems like the amalgamation of a lot of mishaps combined with historic, either ritualistic or religious ceremonial things happening at this lake. You know what I mean? I think it's the amalgamation of a bunch of 
possible things that all combine to a very strange story. It's a weird one for sure. I actually This has want me bothered, dude. I don't a, think I don't I, honestly I don't think we've ever had a mystery where I've been flummoxed. I'm I, we're cutting it, but I'm like fumbling all over my notes. But also like I genuinely I'm struggling to piece this one together in think, any way that I feel confident with. I can't think of one thing where I go, okay, maybe that's it. Man, maybe we got that's busted it. by this one. Yeah. This one really threw us for a loop. I actually want to I want a movie around this thing. I, I really want to engage with um, everyone listening, and I want them to tweet us at Red Web Pod. Um, just where are you guys sitting with this? Like, seriously, right. because I mean, we've done 50 plus episodes, and there's always been at least one theory that I could side with. Right. You go, Even, oh, uh, yeah, I think that makes e the most yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes but... the most sense, or like, it's not the best, not the cleanest, but sure, I'm in that camp. I have nothing for you on this one. I really right. don't. So I'd like to, I'd like to see where everyone else sits. Where Where are you guys sitting at Task Force? You guys just kind of wandering about as we are. You gonna wind up in the, in the lake with us, or yeah. <laughs> are you gonna? Here's the thing. Okay, so I, I want to end as I kind of ended the earlier section with like to me what stands out as the biggest clues. And Fredo, I'd love to hear maybe what stands out to you. So like we have in time and in location two kind of general hotspots that we know of from our small sample sizes. Six to eight hundred people. We have seventh to tenth century South Asia. We have an individual from the 1800s Southeast Asia. Among the other individuals, there's 14 folks from the background of Crete in the 1800 area. So those are like our main. Th and then it's so spread, dude. It's so spread I'm out. To, okay, hold on. No, I I think there are like I want to wrap up with like the main thing. Okay. I can't. I'm trying to wrap up with like there's the main no piece. There's no way. My brain goes, okay, there's these two hot spots in time and location. That has to mean something. We have this pilgrimage that goes through this area. That has to mean something, right? I, I'm, My brain's like, these are the commonalities, and therefore they must lead to something. But does the pilgrimage, can we use that to account for the fact that there's so many, there's a variation of people? You know what I mean? Like, I'm assuming the pilgrimage is pretty honed into like a, a handful of religions if that i don't know what to do with it um i have no i got nothing right because then i mean you'd have to take a closer look at the pilgrimage like how big is the pilgrimage like how many different ethnicities and religions are, are encompassed in this pilgrimage Maybe that could kind of like lead us down a path in which we eventually turn back on anyways. <laughs> like it could it could be a combination. Like maybe the seventh to tenth century was just hypothetically speaking, the pilgrimage example. Mm -hmm. And then for whatever reason, maybe that culturally fell off for a period of time. Because I'm I'm this is just mm -hmm. me speaking. I'm not entirely sure when that uh, the pilgrimage that we mentioned kind of I'm not aware of the history of it, if it went away for a period of time. And maybe that could have explained those periods of deaths. And then the Cretan one could have been a separate incident. And there's just multiple theories combining here. We do this pilgrimage for a couple hundred years. Uh, you know, so, you know, some people fall. It's just, uh, it's, it could be accepted. I don't know. But then something happens where we improve the process of going through the mountains, preparing for this pilgrimage, what have you. And thus, you know, casualties steeply decline. I also think the biggest the biggest issue here, and it will provide the most sway in, in which direction the solve goes, 
is the sample size taken of the bodies. I think we just won't know until you can sample as many of the yeah. possible bodies found yeah. as you can. If, if you can get to, like, obviously not all of them, but a majority or as much as you... Right? When you're able to sample everything and it's more we don't have anything else that we can actually sample as opposed to we don't have the time. But I don't know, man. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was like the pilgrimage and that was just the pass of, you know, and that was the right there in that path was the the trial, you know what I mean? And you either made it or didn't, but uh, man, I don't sure you know, like i think there's like i think we're dancing around with like if there's an omnipotent being watching an omniscient being watching they would be like all right you're dancing around the truth i think i think the focus should be on the 7th to 10th century like groupings of people i think that is the answer i think that is i think there are outliers here that are really throwing things for a loop and i think that is the physical trauma to the top of the head on some folks. Mm -hmm. I think it's the bodies that were found coming from or having their heritage from Crete. Yep. And I mean, those those two alone are the are huge outliers that add in so many other variables and confuse a lot. I mean, age is pretty, the yeah. age range is pretty up there too. I guess like, you know, especially in the seventh to 10th century, you do have children dying naturally just due to various ailments and whatnot yeah life expectancy was lower back then mm -hmm. much lower oh man i really think that this was like a, a, a like a, some sort of burial ground like a sacred place to lay people to rest respectfully for a very localized group of folks that they would pilgrimage that's not even a word that they would that they would make their way out there uh whenever somebody in their town passed away and that doesn't necessarily like that doesn't immediately get thrown out just because some of the tested bodies aren't related. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that it could be a misdirect created by a small sample size. Here's That's what I'm thinking. That that is one of the the smaller theories that it is just essentially a graveyard. I'm gonna grow that theory. I don't know. I think that's where my mind tries to land. I don't know. How do you feel? Just on closing thoughts. I if mean, you had to kind of congeal something out of this as, as a closing thought yeah a graveyard something like that yep place to lay people down yeah say sayonara it's a beautiful spot i mean dangerous to get to but like crystal clear water beautiful mountain range i don't know i'll go with that yeah tied into a little splash of religion yeah. i'm also like how long's that lake been there was it ever not a lake were these bodies ever buried and then suddenly like some glacial melt happened Didn't and then a bunch of water that. showed up and unburied them or but uh, but then again it's like hard to blanket statement that right God. Or just like but just ever so many things that we talk about just seems like a situation that happened a moment that happened in this area mm -hmm. man i thought this episode would be short but th this <laughs> no. one is probably our most <laughs> pensive episode yet yes. and I'm, i love that we did it in person because we could sit here and actually and look just like blank look at each other going like, <laughs> man, this is literally like when you, when you see somebody like a detective in a movie or something where they're just standing in front of a cork board going like, all right, I'm going to get him. 
And the, but they're like, it, it just really doesn't is. make any sense. Yeah, uh, that's this. That's me now staring at the corkboard, like you said, with a bunch of dangling, <laughs> loose-ended strings. Going, I don't know. Yeah, no idea. But man, and then you, we've constantly man. been trying to like pick one of them up and go, no, 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 no. Yeah, pick yeah, up yeah. The other string, going, no, 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 not that one either. Like a child trying to fit all these shapes into the square hole, but they don't have the square peg at all. What a like true mystery. This one, this one. genuinely. Uh, like enraptured me, right? Like it really, like I'm I'm a little bit shook by this one. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. And it's also it's history, and I love history. The treasure episode. Let me tell you, <laughs> oh, that yeah. one was thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man, if we could dig up that treasure, did you imagine? It'd be so cool. We get a book deal. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's been Skeleton Lake. Man, what a name. It is worth saying that one of the the smaller theories I came upon when like just trying to read stuff during this recording is that similar to what you were saying, Trevor, is that for some reason the the these remains have all been scattered about the area, and then due to landslides or other uh, natural phenomena, mm-hmm. they aggregated in that lake. Yeah, you know what? What if there was a cliffside graveyard? For those few hundred years, shallow graves because there's not a lot of weathering Cliffside at that altitude. Graveyard, yeah, just like under a couple stones, and then and then an avalanche swooped all the stones and bodies down into a spot. Some season changed. And my they Tommy melted. Lee they froze. Jones volcano theory was <laughs> so weird. You're gonna see so many tweets supporting me. <laughs> you we can go back to Yeti. We get maybe some grave diggers just. Went around the world picking up bodies and throwing them in the same spot. I don't know. Sounds, ex- man, like, sounds expensive, but it's but compelling though, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, kind of compelling. Actually. I don't know if this will oh, make things more or less confusing, but here's a picture oh, of the God. lake. I, we were trying to wrap it. That's beautiful, but also, yeah, it's oh, like everything leads to that hole. Yeah, it does. So, like, if you if you slip and fell somewhere in here, yeah, you will end up down there. Yeah, but like what? And nothing along the like. Mountainside, nothing. Everything ended up there. Hundreds upon hundreds all ended up there. Not one single one was like, I don't know, brushed off to the side or anything like that. Nothing. No. I'm, got, I'm about to get some dark humor, some real morbid stuff. But you know, like when you're we're talking about these tourists are, uh, you know, messing with the bodies, poking them with sticks or whatever. When you're ever at a lake and you find a big rock, don't you want to just kind of throw it in? <laughs> Talking about you see the body and you go, well, that's where most of them are. So I'm gonna throw them in. Maybe, maybe the tourists had an itch. <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to throw these rocks around. Maybe, oh, this body shouldn't be out here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> goodbye, everyone. I told you it's a bit of dark humor. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to put this thing together. Let's cut the tapes. I feel like we cut the tape cut now. The tapes. <laughs> this man incriminates himself even more. <laughs> <laughs>